Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Many adventures have befallen Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen on their visit to the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man. Our last episode revealed that Rawson, Comanche Joe's ranch foreman, was responsible for the strange accidents which were always preceded by the weird howling of a coyote. While Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, drove into town to bring Jimmy Olsen back from the doctor, the warriors of the Comanche tribe surrounded the escaping Rawson and drove him into a mountain cave. Just inside the entrance of the cave, Rawson waits, rifle in hand, resolved to sell his life dearly. Tumbleweed Jones, Jimmy's friend, prepares to go in and get him. Listen. We've tossed a coin, Comanche, and I've won. I reckon it's how it's up to me to go in and hog tie that coyote Rawson. Well, all right, Tumbleweed, all right. But here, you better take my rifle. Rifle? <laughs> you know I don't have no truck with firearms. I'll stick to my bow and arrow. I can't put an arrow through Rawson's heart I don't deserve to come out alive. Rawson! Rawson, can you hear me? I hear you, old man, Tumbleweed. I'm to give you one chance for your life. Come on out of that cave and come quiet, and you'll get a trial by law. You want me, Tumbleweed? You'll have to come in and get me. That's what I was for. Rawson, here I come. Tumbleweed, be careful. He's probably drawing a bead on you right now. I ain't aiming to walk right up to that cave, right smack out and open. I reckon it's how I can show Rawson a trick or two he never heard of before. Now, I can just make that thing for his boss. Here goes. God, that was close. <laughs> kind of exciting. Tumbleweed. Yeah, Rawson. I missed you that time, but I won't miss again. You'll have to make for that next tree, Tumbleweed. And I'll cut you down before you reach it. He's got something there. Well, only one thing to do. I'll stick my hat on top of this arrow here and draw his fire. The minute he shoots, I'll skim to that tree. Hope I can make it before he shoots again. Now, just stick the hat out in front of the tree where Rawson can see it. And run like the dickens. Die for that tree. Come away. Die. What do you know? I made it. Now, I'll just stick an arrow to my bowstring and... Start working my way up to the cave to these bushes. Here we go now. Yeah. This rifle's fully loaded now, so I'm ready for anything. Cumberweed must be working his way through them bushes, but I'm danged if I can see it. Wait. There he is. Crawling along that ledge. Inching his way along toward the entrance here. Well, here's where Rawson gets you, Tumbleweed, and gets you free. Gotta take it easy now, plenty of time. Lay that sight right on his chest. And then just press the trigger slow, like this. Oh! oh. Now, with my hand. Shuts it quickly out. <clears throat> Got to pull this arrow out of my hand. Back into the cave where that can't happen again. Last him, I'll get him surely. Well, here's the entrance to the cave, and wait a minute. Blood. I must have got lost in that arrow, all right. 
It's pretty black inside that cave, ain't it? It's pretty light out here. He'd be able to see me, maybe, but I won't be able to see him. Well, guess I'll have to do a little crawling. Got to hug that wall like it was a part of it. This here calls for a little refreshment. Where to put that? Yes. Hmm. Take my good. Yes, sir. Best what you ever made. There's nothing like... <coughs> what? Suffering prairie dogs, that was close. Dang. Made me swallow my fudge, too. But that shot gave me some idea where Watson is, though. Down on your belly, tumbleweed, and start crawling into that cave. That's progress. Now, if I... Now, if I... Oh, my shoulder. He got me. You bet I got the tumbleweed. Luck, that's all it was. Just luck, Rawson. Yeah? Well, if that bullet didn't break your shoulder, I'll be very much surprised. You can't use that bow and arrow now, tumbleweed, so it's my turn to howl. Blast you. Here I come, tumbleweed. Here I come to put a bullet through you. You got me all right, Rawson, but you'll never get away. Comanche Joe's outside and them Indians. They'll get you short. I know that. It's going to give me a lot of satisfaction to take some of you with me. And you're the first, Tumbleweed. I'm drawing a bead on your heart. In another few seconds, you're a dead man. Well, ain't you going to beg me to let you go? Ain't you going to plead with me to spare your life? I ain't begging, Rawson. No, Tumbleweed. Well, then, I'm shoot. No, I'm sorry, Doctor. Jimmy and I would like to spend more time with you here in town, but we really must be getting back to Comanche Joe's ranch. Yes, Doc. We just got to go. I'm kind of anxious to get back because Tumbleweed Jones said he was going to have a surprise for me. Yes, Besides, Doctor, I'm anxious to find out whether or not they've captured Ross. Well, you can telephone the ranch house, can't you? Why do that, Doctor, when it won't take more than a few hours to drive back over the mountains to Comanche's ranch? Because I want you to remain here as my guest for a while. I know, but... Great heavens, Mr. Kent. Look, you arrived here last night to take Jimmy back with you. I spent the most interesting evening I've had in many a year, talking with someone who knows what's going on in the world. Now you want to leave. Oh, but we've got to, Doctor. Gosh, I'm just trying to find out what kind of a surprise Tumbleweed Jones has for me. Ah, now look here. It's late in the afternoon. It'll be dark before you reach Comanche Joe's ranch. Besides, Kent, Jimmy here ought to have another good night's rest before taking that trip. Especially in that dilapidated old junk heap you call an automobile. (laughs) Well, Comanche Joe doesn't have much use for modern inventions. Uh, Doctor, I'm sorry. I'd really like to spend another night here with you. I've enjoyed our long talks together as much as you, but... Well, I feel I really ought to get back to the ranch this afternoon. Well, I suppose there's nothing I can say or do that'll change your mind, Mr. Kent. I'm afraid not, Doctor. And there's another reason I want to get back, Doctor. Yes, Jimmy? You see, sir, I'm now a member of the Comanche tribe. Chief Vernon Fox was teaching me how the Indians send messages by beating on drums. Oh, yes, very interesting. You know, Kent, on a quiet night sometimes you can hear the Comanche drums far off in the hills sending messages from one tribe to another. That's all. So you're learning the language of the drums, are you, Jimmy? Yes, sir. So you see, we've simply got to go. Well, I see. Much as I hate to see you go, I won't detain you. I'll see you to, to that monstrosity you call a car. <laughs> Will Jimmy be all right, Doctor? Mm-hmm. I mean, anything we should do? Oh, I don't think so, Mr. Kent. Just be sure to keep clean bandages on his head and... Uh, and, uh, Jimmy, you take it easy. No excitement of any kind for a while. Okay, Doc. Hey. Huh? Look at the car. What? Oh, a flat tire. Uh, not one flat tire, Kent, but two of them. Oh, Look there. Yeah, you're right. That car hadn't been used in so long a time, I guess the rubber on those tires is pretty far gone. To say nothing of those mountain roads. Well, we have to get these fixed. We haven't got a spare. We'd need two anyway. Now, look, there's a gas station at the other end of town, and I can call up and have someone come out. But it'll take time, Kent. So I suggest you change your mind and stay the night. Oh, I don't know. How long will it take to fix these tires? Oh, an hour or two at least. By that time, it'll be close to dark. Frankly, Kent, it wouldn't be good for Jimmy, driving those awful mountain roads and being out in the night air and all that. But holy mackerel, Tumbleweed said he'd have that surprise. Well, Jimmy, I'm afraid the surprise will have to wait until tomorrow. All right, Doc, you win. Jimmy and I will stay over till tomorrow morning. 
Unaware of the exciting events taking place back at the ranch, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen decide to remain at the doctor's another night. Yet at that very same moment, back in the cave... In another few seconds, Timberweed, you're a dead man. Well, ain't you going to beg me to let you go? Ain't you going to plead with me to spare your life? I ain't begging, Rawson. No, Tumbleweed. Well, then, I'm shooting. <laughs> oh, Mom! Oh. Sorry, but I had to shoot first. Oh, Comanche, Comanche, Joe. What are you doing here? Saving your life at the moment, Tumbleweed. And getting yourself into danger. Dang you, Comanche. We tossed a coin, didn't we? And I won the toss, didn't I? You forgot to take the coin with you, Tumbleweed. When I found out it had two heads, you couldn't possibly have lost. It's a good thing I decided... Rosin, stand where you are. Don't try to move back into this cave. I know I ain't got a chance, Comanche, but neither have you. There ain't one of us going to leave here alive. Put down that... Oh, I don't... All right. You asked for it. What? You come at me. Oh, Comanche, Comanche, what? He got you, didn't he? Yes, Tumbleweed. But I got him, too. Rawson? I'll finish the Fine mess. All three of us badly wounded. We'd better move out of here. Get some first aid. Tumbleweed, do you think you can... Comanche, wait, listen. That rumbling near the entrance. What? Look out. Look out, the wall's up there. Cave it in. All that shooting, that's what did it. Well, the rock has stopped falling. But it's dark in here now. It's black. Comanche, what do you think? We're walled up. Hundreds of tons of rock. The entrance to the cave is completely blocked off. Do you think they can get through to it? Rawson, Tumbleweed. I think we'd better face it. We're wounded, all three of us. In a pretty bad condition. In another few hours, the air in here is going to start getting low. They've got to reach us in two or three hours. Do you think they will? You think they'll be able to get through all that rock in a couple of hours? No, Tumbleweed. No. Trapped. Entombed within the cave, Comanche, Tumbleweed, and Rawson are in a pretty bad way. Can Superman, having decided to remain in town and unaware of their danger, possibly help them? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. January 6th, 1941, The Howling Coyote, 11. 
Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I'm your host, Matt. And let's talk tumbleweed tactics. Now, if you want to give Rossin one chance to surrender himself and be brought before a trial, that's honorable. But perhaps not the best idea to yell that you're coming for him if you want to sneak up on your prey. Also, I did like how he stuck his hat out on a, an arrow and ran like the Dickens to the next tree after Rawson shot. And then he tried to sneak up on Rawson and did manage to shoot Rawson through the hand. But let's listen to what happens a little after that. It's your code for a little refreshing. Gonna put that. Mm, here it is. Mm, take my good. Yes, sir. Best fight you ever made. There's nothing like... <coughs> what? Suffering prairie dogs, that was close. Dang. They must swallow my fudge, too. Tumbleweed, you brought a bow and arrow to a gunfight. You need to focus. So Comanche Joe did offer you a rifle, which you turned down, saying that you have no truck with firearms. I'm not sure Lightning would agree with that if Lightning were still here. Maybe Tumbleweed Horse Killer Jones would not have such a hard time putting down Rawson if Rawson was a hoss. As it is, Rawson shoots Tumbleweed in the shoulder and is about to shoot him in the heart when... A shot rings out, but then the action comes to a screeching halt and we have an interlude where we catch up with Clark Kent who has went to pick up Jimmy Olsen from the doctor, and the doctor really seems to have taken a shine to Clark and enjoys their conversations and wants to stay them to stay another night. He thinks it'd be good for Jimmy's welfare. And going so late, it's going to get dark and doesn't want the night air to affect Jimmy. And so, but this was the most boring part of the episode, and what happened here was just to, you know, give us a heads up on what's going on with Clark. If we didn't have this, it lasted a little over two minutes, we would not have even had Superman in the episode. And we did not have Superman proper in the episode. It was Clark. I'm thinking, get me back to the cave. So, back at the cave... The action has backed up just a hair in dialogue between Tumbleweed Jones and Rawson. And we're used to, you know, this area of overlapping at the ends of episodes and the beginnings of episodes. But this is new to have it happen in the same episode. But I guess that's how they decided to do it. So they just squeeze that interlude with Clark in there but we had to get that action amped up once more and after that shot rings out we find out that whew, Rawson did not shoot Tumbleweed but Comanche Joe has entered the cave and shot at Rawson so then Rawson is slinking back injured farther into the cave and we find out that I was correct with my prediction of the two-headed coin being employed 
and Comanche Joe is telling Tumbleweed this, and this isn't the time to be talking to Tumbleweed, though. He needs to pounce on the injured Rawson, and so he goes in farther, and there's a gunfight, and oh no, Comanche Joe is shot, but Rawson is also badly injured. What happens with all this shooting? The cave-in is going to occur, which they are now sealed into the cave, and we know that Tumbleweed is shot in the shoulder. Rawson had an arrow go through his hand, and he was probably shot twice by Comanche Joe. Comanche Joe was shot by Rawson. Wow, this was a blood-soaked episode. These three badly wounded men are now in mortal danger because they will probably run out of air within two to three hours. And how will they escape? Will they escape? I think I've got the answer. I was on the money with my prediction about the two-faced coin last time. So I'm going to just speculate here. But I think we have the pieces within this episode. When Clark and Jimmy were with the doctor, Jimmy and the doctor were having a conversation. Or they they were having a conversation. Let's listen to this. Doctor? Yes, Jimmy? You see, sir, I'm now a member of the Comanche tribe. Ooh. Chief Vernon Fox was teaching me how the Indians send messages by beating on drums. Oh, yes, very interesting. You know, Kent, on a quiet night sometimes you can hear the Comanche drums far off in the hills sending messages from one tribe to another. That's all. So you're learning the language of the drums, are you, Jimmy? Yes, sir. I think the Indians outside the cave are going to send a message about the cave-in through their drums, and Jimmy will hear the message, tell Clark what it means, Clark will sneak off, turn into Superman, and dig out the cave-in, saving Tumbleweed Jones, Comanche Joe, and Rawson. And then Rawson will face justice. Put a bow in this storyline. It's done. Well... Maybe not quite yet, because we do have three more episodes left. There must be another wrinkle. Stay tuned to future episodes to find out. However, I am going to put a bow on my commentary for this episode. Outside the radio show, I did see that there were a couple popular television shows of this time. One was called Gabby. I don't believe I've ever seen this show. The other one... I'm very familiar with, and I'm guessing everybody listening to this show has at least heard of this one. Let's play a game. I am going to play the theme song for that show, and I want to see if you can identify it. Sounds familiar, right? So send me your answer if you've got it figured out, and I'll mention it on the show, and you win. What do you win? Bragging rights! You see, this is just a ploy, because I am hungry for some feedback, and I want to see if I can't get some audience participation here. 
If you'd like to send feedback to the show, give me your thoughts on the show or the podcast, you may do so in a variety of places. Superman Radio Revisited on Twitter, at Radio Superman. There's a Facebook group, or you can send a voice message that I can play on the show through the Anchor app. Superman, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, and is copyright DC Comics. Theme song was Them's Coyotes by Man's Ear. All music used is copyright the respective copyright holders. Thanks for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Thank you and goodbye.